Are you ready for some fun? Oh, yeah! This service is brought to you by the Pleasure Club. If you're under 18 and do not wish to be billed, please hang up now. Who said buying a home should be uptight and boring? It's time for Patty's Playhouse, your local real estate talk show with Patty and Scott. It's house talk with a happy ending each and every time. Patty's Playhouse with Patty and Scott starts now. Working out to find what a way to make a living. Patty, getting by, it's all taking and no giving. Just use your mind and they never give you credit. It's enough to drive you crazy and you let it. morning patty wilson patty's playhouse happy saturday yay we made it another week we made it another week who knew this is house talk with a happy ending we're on real talk 93.3 fm in tallahassee we do podcasts out on pretty much any platform you name it so you can always listen to us give us a five-star review that's nice (laughs) all you have to do is click the fifth star you don't even have to comment click the fifth star and then i'm happy yeah happier or if you don't click the fifth star, you might get a comment. <laughs> Who knows? Not any reviews are good reviews. If you're giving me honest criticism, I'm happy for we'll that. We'll take it. But don't just throw one up here and not tell me why. Exactly. That's right? That's just not nice. That's rude. Save your comments. So how's your week? Star. Good. Busy. I'm completely dressed up today. You are. You're in it's shorts. very unusual. Show your gams well, on Facebook I'm just, Live. I'm all over Kalarn these days trying to get... All of our listings. Complete. And our listings are in the multi-list system, so we can talk about we them. We can. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're doing it the right way. So 3131 Shannon Lakes North mm-hmm. will be up uh, beginning of March, March 1st, 2nd. I so had 16, we'll 1624 Corywood that you didn't even get to see because one of the contract I put it in as a coming soon, and someone brought me an offer. Well, believe it or not, there are days that I really appreciate that, yeah, especially really right nice. now because we are swamped. We are swamped. It's nice, though. It's nice swamp. It's, it's like, like dressing swamp. up a house swamped. It is, for sure. Patty's still taking listings. Yeah, well. I'm we con- got a new one last night. 
Oh, good. So yeah, I'm excited. It's probably not a coming soon yet. So no, it's not a coming soon. So I won't. I'm to trying to practice. The rule doesn't come in until March 31st, where we can't really talk about what we can talk about. But I'm trying to practice. Huh. And if you're out Using, and about today or tomorrow, come by uh, my open house at 552 Mikasuki. Mikasuki. Yeah, which is closer to downtown Midtown, so Meridian, Tennessee Meridian to Mikasuki. Nice. It's the big up on the hill. White House on the hill. It's beautiful. It is beautiful. Beautiful. So. Last week, someone who went through the open house booked you f- to help them design their house. Yes, they've been following our pictures, and so yes, they came to you just to talk to you about style my home, make it they look did. like this. They did. So congratulations, well, that's really nice. What's your number? Uh, do I want to give that? No, <laughs> it's eight five zero six three seven zero eight six seven. Or you can call Patty, and she'll. Our number, our office number, six five six triple zero nine. That's what's on the sign. Yeah. But you can't text that number because I won't respond. Mm. No, so we have guests today. Yeah. We have Jeff, Jeff Doxy from Premier. Right. And he'll be on in just a second. And then we have folks from Leon County Property Appraiser Office to talk about homestead exemption, which is about to. It's about. The deadlines are coming up. It's about to up. be done is what it's about to. So we're going to talk about the number of exemptions available for a homeowner and how you get the exemption, what you have to do. By Paperwork you have 1st. to support. To get, yeah, it's coming up. So that's why they're coming in this week. They came in last year, too. Very good. So we'll talk about that. But we wanted to talk about new construction. That was my first love. I worked for Turner Heritage and we got to sell new homes, which is so fun. So we have Jeff to come in and talk about what's new in the area and how many homes he's sold. Like he's on it. You know, and I appreciate it because when Jeff sells a home, he's taking the credit for the sale. It's not like a couple of the brokers in town where they're taking everybody's credit. So when Jeff sells a home or when Patty sells a home, when Scott sells a home, we actually, our numbers reflect what we actually sell. It's not like groupthink. Yeah, that would. That would. Not a team. So I really do appreciate that because there's the top five, only two of them. Well, you can be a team anyway. Are, you want say, to, are but, the credits. But credit yeah, be a team. But you know, I worked on a team with Rebecca Rivers and my credit was my credit. I don't, I and, don't see why they let that happen. And should be. And if you've never stepped in the foot in the house or wrote, I don't like it. It's my show. It's my opinion. <laughs> and, and you're allowed to have one. And yeah, I think it's not fair. It's not fair, like, building the self-esteem of the other salespeople. Like, you're not getting any more money for it. Just give them the credit. I mean, what, it's just fake. And and now I believe, because I don't go to the board award events anyway, but they stopped really giving awards because of that. Because well, it wasn't a true number. Well, awards these days. Oh, speaking Everybody's got to get one. Scott's getting one next oh, week. Oh, goodness gracious. Is that your lead-in? <laughs> I Scott's no getting idea an award next week? Yeah. It's called the Extra I, Mile Award because well, he always goes. We don't know who, who nominated him, but he always goes the Extra Mile. You cannot see. I get so overclamped, I'm going to cry. <laughs> Any of the homes that he has worked on and think for one second that he's there 14, 15 hours a day. I feel guilty for going out and getting listings and not schlepping paint because he's so determined to make that home look its best. Like, it's amazing. So another realtor outside of our little office nominated him. And so next week we all get to get up at 730 in the morning and go watch. Yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, yeah. But I don't know what to, I don't know what to feel about all of it. It's, I'm not good with. That type of well, I didn't nominate you because I wouldn't have taken the pain on that. But (laughs) (laughs) 
Somebody did, and I think whoever did will know this week. But it, it is true, true, true. Like, I'm not sure what I even did. <laughs> I I just assume who it is, so we'll find out if I'm right. I'll okay. write it down and see if I'm right. We'll talk about it next week. Yeah, so if you want to bring Jeff on, we're going to talk about new construction. I'm Patty Wilson. This is Patty's Playhouse. Our number is 850-656-0009. And if you do want Scott to come out and look at your house, what he does for the minimal amount of money to make it look so beautiful is just it's just amazing. It's just amazing. He's live. Oh yeah. Hey Jeff. Hey Patty, how you doing? Yeah, I'm gonna turn you down because you are loud. I told you I was. <laughs> Premier Homes. How long have you been with them? Uh twenty three years. And I was their insurance agent for seventeen years prior to that, so they've been trying to get rid of me for forty years. So they're making you sell out all their homes right now? I'm doing the best I can. Where you work and which which neighborhood? So do you work in new construction? Do you work specific neighborhoods or you work everywhere? How does it work? Because you've been there. You have so much tenure. Yeah, I work at all the communities, but I usually sit at Brookside and Canopy for the most part. Exciting. But we sell in Southwood, Woodland Place, any of the communities we've got. Woodland Place is over my side of town. Yeah, off Appalachian Parkway. Brookside is behind. Off of Ox Bottom Road next to Moore Pond. Moore Pond. Across from Rose Hill. And how many homes are you putting in there? Uh, there's only 59 in there. And we've sold about it's a great location. 18 so far. It is a good location. It's a great location. Thanks. And sure. a great price. It really helps my listing in Ox Bottom. Thank yeah, you very thank much. You very much. <laughs> We're jacking up the per square foot price. Dude, we'll but what it. I wanted to talk to you about, and I have to have you come back on, is your trends. Like, some of the models... I don't know who you have in there now, like offering, let's do this way with shelving and just really pretty. A lot of it's uh, Christina Petrandis. She's just... She's back. Well, she does it as a, as a subcontractor. She's okay, got good. two little kids. So yeah, she, she was out for a little while. Yeah, exactly. Good for her. Yeah. She does a wonderful job. She, it's beautiful. It really is. And she's a hoot, so it's very oh, funny. She's a riot. <laughs> she's a very funny lady. But it's really trendy and pretty, and I think that's how... You package the house, right, Scott? You package the house and it makes it look. Because we got another one on an appraisal side where the house was like browns, browns and mustards. Right. And the bank was like, this is not to the level that is. Well, it's just color choice. Right. But they don't, the underwriters are not liking it. They want, if you're going to price it here, they want it to look it. And that is just new. That's new for, I'd have to talk to other appraisers, but to me, that's a new. Um, Criteria. Prove, yeah, prove that this this home is the it's, same. It's worth the money. Yeah, the brown granites versus the gray granites. Are you serious? That's a color choice. That's design and appeal, which is so hard to prove. But that's what we talk about. Right. Like, I do not know the bottom of a house, the bottom price, if it hasn't been updated in grays and whites and the pretty. That's amazing. I just do not know. Curb appeal. Curb appeal. Curb appeals First everything. and foremost. Mm-hmm. But your packages are really pretty. So do your packages, like, are there packages now, or is it really much, everything is just one house? You just get what you get. No, there's definitely packages. Uh, if it's a spec we've already built, and that's obviously out of, you know, we have four or five different packages, cabinets, granite, that sort of thing. Uh, if someone builds from scratch, then they can pick whatever colors they want to. Um, but the Renai or the the tankless water heater, whatever brand you choose, all of that's included? Yes. Uh, all of our homes are FGBC, which stands for Florida Green Building Coalition, green certified. A lot of builders have green features, which doesn't really mean squat because every home has green features. But a tankless uh, gas on-demand water heater is one of them. Uh, R38 insulation is another. Uh, radiant barrier on the roof decking is another. Uh, low E windows, they're double-pane insulated windows. It should save a customer 25 to 35% on their utility bill. 
which you know the city of Tallahassee utility bills aren't going down anytime soon. <laughs> so, and that's forever. You know, uh, that's a tr- tremendous savings over a currently built code home that does not have the green certification. And that's all your communities. Yeah, all of our communities, all of our homes, and they're all um, have a two ten warranty. Also, first year everything's covered no matter what. Through the second year is systems, heating, air, electrical, plumbing, and then through the tenth is structural. The trusses, the walls, the slab. And I've sold numerous premier homes. Absolutely. Thank you. Originally new and then after, you know, used homes. Yes, that's what we call them used. used. No, no, we call them used. I call them used. Used Certified pre-owned. Certified pre-owned. And they do honor it. They honor that warranty. It's always good. Do you guys know this song? Uh, I know it because you told John, but yes. It's Chrissy Hine. My city is gone. It's Rush Limbaugh's introduction song. Okay. Patty Wilson, Patty's Playhouse, 850-656-0009. There was no downtown. Sometimes it disappeared. Welcome back. Patty Wilson, Patty's Playhouse. Thanks, Jeff Doxy from Premier Homes for coming in and talking to us about new homes. I'm going to have him come in and talk more about the trends and what he sees in new construction so that we can keep meeting that demand in style and sold. Of course. That'd be very cool. So that song's Little Bit of Soul by Music Explosion. So all the music, except for the last song, which was Chrissy Hines, is from 1967. And the reason why... Because you were born in 1967. Oh, that's why. <laughs> Not that it's going to no. be your birthday. You were born in 67. Oh, yes. I was. Yes. Yes. I, I will own it. <laughs> <laughs> question is, will you? It's tough. Tough, tough, tough. Yeah. I don't know. It's really bothering me. Don't let it. It's a boring number. 67? No, 53. Oh. Well. <laughs> Boring number. No, it's not. You don't think it is? No, I like I like. I liked numbers. 50. 50 was fun. Yeah, 50 was fun. 40 sucked. <laughs> 40 was awful. Yeah. I, yeah, no. I think, well, how old's my granddaughter? That year sucked, too. <laughs> I was really, so it's going to be a grandmother. Not because of you. So I went to the hospital to visit my mother, mm-hmm. and I stayed up all night. I go to the cafeteria, which opens at 8 o'clock on Saturday, which is lazy, and She's ringing me up, and I see a 55 and over discount of 10%. Mm. And I felt like I didn't want to embarrass her by telling her the truth. So I just took the discount. Right. (laughs) (laughs) I was just so shocked. Maybe she was just being kind. Mm -mm -mm. No. So we're going to talk about homestead exemptions. So we have Megan Posky from Leon County Property Appraiser. Hey, Megan. Hey there. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you all? What's your role? What's your title? Uh, Director of Management Services. And what does that mean? Sure. So um, I oversee the exemptions and deeds department within the Leon County Property Appraiser's Office. That's a lot. That's a lot. It is. What do you do for deeds? I know we're going to talk about exemptions, but what do you do for the deeds? Sure. So that's our ownership records, our NAL. um, When you go online and do a search and you're looking at the ownership and mailing address for the property. Mm -hmm. You make sure all of that's accurate when the the transfers are coming in? Correct. Hmm. Good. So homestead exemption, what is it, Megan? Um, it's a property tax exemption or benefit um, that you, as a homeowner that lives in your home, um, and that's the key, own and occupy, 
um, is eligible for. And um, there's a couple of different things that you get with that. Uh, it reduces the assessed value of your home up to 50000 uh, You can see a tax savings of around $800 um, on your property taxes. And then another aspect of that that I feel like people don't maybe know about as much is the Save Our Homes cap, um, which limits the annual increases in assessed value um, to 3% in a year, no more than 3% in a year, or the consumer price index, whichever is lower. Um, and so this year, that is the consumer price index is two point three percent. Wow! Um, so that's the cap for the the current year. Yay! Yeah. And with that, so over time, with that, you see potentially this accumulated difference or the savings that builds up. And if you've heard of portability before, that's where that's coming from. So that difference, should you go to move and establish a new homestead down the road, is is portable, is transferable anywhere in the state of Florida. Correct. And you do not get portability or save our home cap if you do not apply for the exemption. Correct. You have to have homestead. What do you need to take your homestead? Um, You're going to need to have a valid Florida driver's license or valid Florida ID. You're going to need to have a vehicle, Florida vehicle tag number or voter registration, and then a social security number. Those are the the three key pieces of information. So I buy a house and I want to take my homestead exemption. Do I have to have the most recent address? Does everything have to match the addresses? Um, actually, statute only requires the voter registration, but really? we definitely look for that um, because permanent residency as of January 1 is our, our determination date. Um, and so we're looking for those things. And then you, you take so many weeks after the March 1st deadline and review so that people aren't committing fraud, right? Yeah, so March 1 is the deadline, but then we have um, until midsummer to deny exemptions. Um, and so if something is discovered during that time, an eligibility question um, that doesn't flush out, then we could potentially deny you within that, that period. How many applications do you all take a year? Um, around 3,500 to 3,900 in the last few years. Is that up or down? or It's going up a little bit, yeah. Um, I think years before that, we were down around 32, 33. So a big so, percentage. Yeah. I mean, that's a lot. It's like... About 55,000 to 56,000 homesteaded parcels in the county, so... And do you see that changing with investors buying parcels and property? Do you um, see the that number, it's homestead versus non-homestead? The total number of homesteads has been pretty consistent within the last few years, so I don't know other than the homestead... Um, applications and those the number fluctuates because you have denials too right Mm -hmm. um i don't know that i've seen a huge increase we don't have a lot of snowbirds here correct so snowbirds are people that live in you know down in florida during the winters to avoid pennsylvania really so what does that look like as far as your homestead exemption yeah so you're correct um leon county doesn't typically have a whole lot of snowbirds um and so as far as people coming and going and fraud being an issue in that way, we don't really see that here. But um, what's like that, some of the southern. Is it six months in a day? What's the rule, the general how rule long, of occupancy? So 30 days for two consecutive years. So if you rent your home out um, for 30 days, this is your question, it's about mm-hmm. rental, yeah. So 30 days within two consecutive years, it's a, it's a no-go. Um, really? Yes. Just correct. for 30 days? Mm-hmm. So it's 11 months? You have to occupy it 11 months. Right. So say I leave it vacant, but I live in Pennsylvania five months and 28 days, and I live here the other days. Is this, if this is your primary residence, meaning... It doesn't matter which state I'm in. Meaning you don't claim primary residence in Pennsylvania, you don't have any residency-based exemptions up there, you're okay. People travel, people take vacations, they go for extended periods of time, but if their intent is to return, 
this is their primary residence, then... Do you have any cross-referencing where you can see if some other... St- if they're taking a homestead or some type of exemption in another state? Um, outside of Florida, we do have some... Um, we do have a program that we use. Um, software. Software, Thomson Reuters, Clear. Not sure if you've heard of it. Um, that allows us to check for things like that within the state. The Department of Revenue provides us with a report that has um, folks with uh, socials that are duplicating uh, between counties. Nice. So. so they're catching up. Very cool. Because that's how we get our taxes and investors in the county, investors in Florida pay more in tax because they don't have the benefit of Homestead and they don't have the benefit of the cap of the Save Our Home. So can you explain a little bit further what Save Our Home means? Sure. Where so that came from? The The cap is placed on the assessed value of your property. This is after the initial year of qualifying for Homestead. Um, and your homestead's assessed or your property's assessed value is limited um, to, as I mentioned earlier, no more than 3% growth in a year. The consumer price index, whichever, is lower. Um, and again, this goes back to that building up that accumulated difference or that potential for savings over time. Should you stay in your home for 5, 10, 15 years with that cap in place, you potentially have a, a decent amount of savings there that you can then port to a future home. Should you and choose. you can, when you move in, we'll do a, a real life example of moving in and your neighbor has saved our home, but you didn't. Yeah. You bought an investment property and you're just now taking your homestead exemption. That house could have $2,200 a year in taxes, but the one across the street could literally have $1,300 in taxes. Yeah. And you just, and you there's really know. nothing you can appeal to get that because they've lived there longer. Right. Save Our Homes came from another, it's a constitutional amendment. It, it was years ago and it's really ruined the tax model in Florida. Like a lot of it is just ruined because. The counties can't really raise taxes, even when it's needed to pay for schools or whatever. And then it's like such a disparity for the same home, all because you didn't live here. And and we do get that question. So you know, why tenure. are my neighbor's tax is different than mine? And It's save our home. And it's so hard to explain. Like if I have a couple that moved from Miami and they've lived there for 30 years, they get portability. So they get to take that savings from save our home and move it to Leon County. And I tell them, I cannot help you call the county like i cannot tell you what that savings is it's not my role it's their role let them tell you i just know you get it so does that portability do they have to fill out another form for portability there is a special form for portability um and so it is secondary to the primary homestead application and that's important for folks to know if you're doing our e-file process it's going to prompt you for that information But if you're somebody who likes to download the forms, mail them in, or walk in potentially um, with the forms completed, that's important to know. And where's your office located since you mentioned a walk-in? Sure. We're downtown um, at 315 South Calhoun Street on the third floor. This is behind the Leon County Courthouse um, in the Leon County Government Annex building. So you can walk in and ask questions? Absolutely, yeah. Monday through Friday, 8 to 5. And you can call and have your Like I call all the time. <laughs> Please do, yes. 850-606-6200. They do. And they're great with getting the right person. So those exemptions are the most popular exemptions. And then you have seniors. We do. We'll talk about the other exemptions in the next segment, if that's okay. Sounds good. Patty Wilson, Patty's Playhouse, 
Patty's Playhouse, Real Talk 93.3 FM. We have Leon County Property Appraiser in this week to talk about homestead exemption because the deadline is March 1 to take your exemption. You have to have lived in the home as a, or it's, own it's and occupied by March it. 1. Right, by March 1. So you have to do that by the end of the evening on the 29th this year? Um, actually, you can go through March 1. Can you? Mm-hmm. Okay, good. Yeah. Awesome. good to know. But you have to occupy it Correct. by December 31. Correct. Like, you, what was your example during the well, break? Well, I was just thinking of those that are currently closing on homes this week, and somebody's going to listen to the show and think that they can run down and, and sign up for Homestead, which... They can. They, they just won't get they until can, the next it year. It just won't work. So I was I was bringing that up. That it's a, good, it's a good point. That's what we wanted to talk about. This segment was misconceptions. Right. I can take the... They don't understand... Well, here's one. The guy has Homestead on his house, and he buys a new house. Can he take that homestead off that house before the end of the year and then put it on a new house? Can they lift that homestead and then the new buyer doesn't get the benefit of it? Well, what we, again, what we'd be looking at is whether or not they've established their new home as their primary residence. So if they've left the old one, if they've moved out, sold it, whatever the case may be, and moved into the other one and occupied and take it, it, then that's, that's the one they're eligible for. Yep. So then it can be lifted, even though you think, oh, I have it. Correct. And your taxes could go up the Correct. next month. So that's something to think about when you're buying. I know some title companies mention that during the closing period. Oh, you have a homestead? This is what it looks like, and this, it may may or may not stick with you to the end of the year. And then what are some other misconceptions we talked about? Um, Rental properties? Yeah, well, kind of, I mean, back to the point you were just making, a lot of folks think that it automatically transfers um, when, in fact, you have to file a new application. So it doesn't just go with you. Um, You have to go through the application process again. Um, And then uh, people think that realtors file for them. um, We do not. And you do not. Uh, or even title companies. And so that's important to know that you yourself, you have to file. And most title companies are courteous. They give the piece of paper with the link to file. They used to give the document, but now they just give the link because it's so nice in Leon County to be able to file online. That's not in every county. No, not every county has an e-file option. So some counties, you have to go to the property appraiser office and still file and do all your business there. So... um Automatically transfers between properties, false. False. Investment properties, false. And what about the seniors? The widowed, um, what about that exemption? The additional Widow, exemptions. The exemptional. Yeah. Um, and there are others beyond Homestead, the low-income senior being one of them. Uh, if you're 65 or older as of January 1 and your income uh, falls below the income limit. Which uh, is? This year it's $30,721 and that's your adjusted gross income. Um, your AGI off your tax retirement if you file mm-hmm. one, um, then you can qualify for an additional homestead exemption. And is that for a married couple to 35? If they're both 65, if just one 65? If just one is 65, that they'll, qual- they'll qualify or be eligible to file rather. Um, and it's, But it's for the household. So if you, if you file a return together, we're going to be looking at the AGI off of that return. The gross for both people. Fantastic. Do they have to file together? 
Um, we're going to have both names on the application. Okay. Correct. Yes. So, Whoever's on the deed has to file. Um, or who well, has to get, apply for the exemption. <laughs> we get that question um, a good bit. When you file for homestead, um, we're actually going to be requesting your spouse's information, regardless of whether or not they're on the deed or title with you. And that's because we're required to collect the Social Security number at the very least. But we like to get a full application if we can. Um, it just makes it easier should we need to reach out in the future. We have two phone numbers um, and a complete record for both both spouses. So. And veterans? Veterans, we have veterans exemptions. Um, there's a number of them, anywhere from uh, 5000 off the assessed value to full exemption, just depending on your scenario. And your percentage of disability. Yes, correct. And what about agriculture? Um, there are ag exemptions, um, or an ag classification, rather. Um, and so that's, that's another option. Uh, you already mentioned widow or widowers. We have exemptions for not just veterans with disabilities, but others, people that are... Um, with non-service connected disabilities. Hmm. Um, so that's important to note too. Um, and I want to circle back to if you're a long, uh, low income senior, you qualify for that and you've been in your house 25 years or more. Um, and the initial value at the time that you apply is 250,000 or less. Then you get a long-term senior resident exemption, which is how much is that a full exemption. And, and that's in the, the same remaining. house. Correct. 25 oh, years or more. <laughs> Chris is almost there and I am close. I don't think you've been there 25 years, though. No, it, we've been there 19. Well, so in six years, far. he'll be 62. So we're we're not far. I just got to keep him alive for a little And you got to qualify for a low-income senior yeah, first. Yeah, well, I can make yeah. that work. You got to do risk-reward on that. <laughs> no, but remember, <laughs> we're salespeople. We get to claim it all. <laughs> huh? We did. Some. I don't, we don't, yeah. yeah. Trump is my president, so we don't get to claim as much as we used to. Got things to pay for. That's true. No, but you get the bigger the bigger thing at the end. So, don't. <laughs> I'm not. What would I, I say? I mean, that. really. I really try not to. Mm-hmm. So, when you talk about married couples and you're not being on the mortgage, but you're on the house, you're on the deed, and that the other spouse has to acknowledge it. You can't just sell the house. You have homestead. What's that look like? Yeah, so we actually don't really consider the mortgage in in what we're doing. We're looking at the title Mm -hmm. or the deed um, and whether or not, uh, you know, your names, both names are present. If they are um, and you go through the homestead process, that makes it, you know, easier on us because we already have the information there to know that you're potentially married. Um, But if you, going back to what we were talking about previously, if you are on the title by yourself, Maybe you bought the home at the time you were single, um, then you got married later, you come in and file. If we, if you indicate that you're married, we're going to be asking for your spouse's information and we're going to need to collect again at least a social security number for that. As um, soon as you're married, the other person owns half the house. And it's not even a 51% in Florida. There's no per- percentage of ownership in Florida. You just own the house with your spouse. And there's no, you don't have to be on the mortgage to actually own it. That's something to think about before y'all tie the knot. Hmm. <laughs> Nothing but positive vibes this Saturday. It's true. <laughs> it is true. To know, like, hey, I mean, I talk to my buyers about it. Do you? Uh, oh, no. Especially the single ones. I mean, the married ones, it doesn't really matter. They're already hitched. But the single ones, I want them to know, like my son, like as soon as you got married, she owns half the house because some people don't talk about that. You need to, like, once you take the homestead, if you don't take the homestead, then it's not the same rule. It's having the homestead, which has so many tax repercussions. Like if I don't pay my bills, bankruptcy, that homestead exemption protects you, correct? 
Well, there's there's some protection in there that yeah. they can't take your house as long as you're paying the taxes. So it's it's kind of two part. Um, the one part is the homestead exemption, the property tax exemption itself that mm-hmm. you're eligible for when you own and occupy and it's your permanent residence. And then there's the the homestead protection part of it, um, which I'm less educated on. Um, but yes, there is that. She's a collector. She collects the money. <laughs> right. No, but she's, I mean, it isn't. And I don't know that it's all in the same statute. I just know that that's one of the benefits of Florida is the homestead. It does protect you from creditors as long as you're paying the mortgage and the taxes. You should do that. You should. Mm-hmm. I mean, keeps you out of trouble. I know. First and foremost. I don't know. Let's talk about what we want to talk about. Well, I guess one of the questions that I had is, Back to the 65 and older exemption. Yes. So you said it was based on the AGI, counting stuff. <laughs> so if it's based on the AGI and they're not doing a um, combined tax return, do you have to get both of their AGIs? So both of their tax returns? Like what? what is the, I guess you must have some type of rhythmic score that you get with regards to these things so how 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 and what do they need to provide you for you guys to check that stuff sure so there's an actual application when it comes to that exemption it's a there's a statement of income that you fill out um, and there's a portion of the application that asks for those agi numbers Hmm. if you are below the threshold that requires you to file a a federal return then we're going to take a a statement of income from you um, that will basically be just an itemized list of your income and what that amounts to. Um, and that's a portion of the application as well. But you're taking your social security number, so you can, there's probably some algorithm in uh, there. The, that the application about- itself and the supporting documentation that's given with it. And do you have to file every year for your homestead? Uh, you do not. Once you file and you qualify, it automatically renews. Uh, we send out a, an automatic renewal receipt every year um, at the beginning of every year. Which is that little postcard? The little white postcard, yep. You just hang on to it as long as nothing changed. Um, otherwise, you need to be reaching out to our office. Thanks, Megan. Patty Wilson, Patty's Playhouse, 850-656-0009. Stick with us. We're going to keep talking about taxes. It's fun. When she wrote me a letter said she couldn't live without me no more Listen, mister, can't you see I got to get back to my baby once more Anyway, yeah, get a ticket for an aeroplane Ain't got time to take a fast train Only days are gone, I'm a-going home My baby sister wrote me a letter Mankind, dead kings, many things I can define. Occasions, buzz, swaggers, butter your mind. Incense and compliments, the color of time. Who cares what the games we choose? Little to win, but nothing to lose. Incense and compliments. Welcome back, Patty Wilson, Patty Playhouse. We were playing our music too long, but I like that Psychedelic. song. Psychedelic. Yeah, it's, it's music is the year of 1967 because Scott was born in 67. Just me. What's your sign? Leo. Oh, yeah, that's right. I'm a Pisces. Mm. It's just like you're just schizophrenic when you're a Pisces. Like you have no, it's awful. It's an awful way. I'm on the cusp too. Uh, like I'm right there between 
um, Aquarius. And I found out, I was watching, I love the politics. Yeah, uh, Bloomberg's an Aquarius. Hmm. He talks about that they're all refined people. Like my sisters are all Aquarius. They're not so refined. Don't even start it. So do you want an update on my death? Sure. So Megan doesn't know this, but I was declared deceased by American Express on my Experian. I have credit karma and it was February 1st, I believe. And they're like, you're dead. Thank you. And I thought it was funny at the time. I still think it's kind of funny, but then it happened again. Like they're doing it every five days. They're reporting me deceased only on one account. And now my score is an eight. So I was like, I'm going to tweet to Experian. (laughs) So I did. (laughs) Because you can't talk to anybody. You just have to send in a form. So it's not like calling Leon County property appraiser where you get to speak to a human. You have to send in a form. So there's no like, you know, there's like 1-800-TALK-TO-A-HUMAN. Like there's all these sites about how to get to speak to a real life person. Can't do that. So I'm like, I'm going to. I have a few thousand Twitter followers. I'm one experience. And so they responded. And they were just like, we'll be, we'll be happy to help you with the direct message. And I said, I don't do direct messages. You can respond here or I can just keep texting you or keep tweeting to you. And eventually we'll get somewhere. But I did. I had to send a notarized letter in. And they want your name, address, social security, all of this stuff, which I like. I'll give you my last four of my social. Like, I'm. Experian gets they hacked should a have, lot. They should have the rest. They should have the rest. And then I, my son's like, Mom, put in, this is why I came up, Trump is my president. He said, put in, this will get their attention, Trump is your president way for your address. Because they want all this stuff, but you don't know. You're just sending it through an unlocked portal with my social, all of this. And they get hacked regularly, Experian gets hacked. So I did that, and then they contacted me and said they were working on it. How does it even happen? I don't know. So it's my name's Patricia Wilson, and I guess you know another Patricia Wilson died. I don't know. There's a Dem uh, Dem uh, Democratic representative in Minnesota. Her name's Patricia Wilson. She just got a new gig. Um, I, I have Patricia Wilson in my Google search, like so I get emails whenever something comes up with Patricia Wilson. Because there's a Patricia Wilson that lives near me. I got served her um, her. Uh, What's the foreclosure papers? Mm. Yeah, that was good. That was a good date, too. Um, so there's lots of reasons. But so I did send it in, but I did put Trump as my. Like, I'm not giving you all my information. You know, who I am. I'm feeling a name change. I know. Deceased. Yeah. Score of an eight. Hmm. You're building your score. That's what it says. From eight? <laughs> I hope that's eight. It can only go up. If it's it not 800, you got a problem. I know, but it's going to take a long time. Mm. Well, so, so I sent the, de- so the attorney said, send the demand letter and then you have, they'll give them like 21 days. So in the letter is a demand letter. It says demand at the top. So it's important. <laughs> and it's 21 days and then we'll see what they do. And then he said, if not, he'll sue. So I'll get somebody to sue him. The dead woman's coming back to us. <laughs> you know, I'm alive, but how can a creditor just call you deceased without any Certificate, like, how does that even work? I, I, listen, I don't so know. it's so interesting. Way like back to right you, Megan. Off my balance, we got a problem. Megan, are you is your microphone live now? Can you live her mic? It's on. It's on. So we, I want to. You have ways of proving who they are when somebody files. Like you take their social, you take their address, you take their driver's license, which is really good. 
Yes, tag, date of birth. And you're not just randomly giving out, which does mess with the tax code. If somebody doesn't have Save Our Home and the other person does, and it is a mess. So that was my way lay into that. It's a lot going on. There's my update on being dead. Somebody said we should have a wake. We should have a wake. And I was welcome to attend. (laughs) I was like, thanks. I'm fun. Awkward. I am fun. That would be cool. That would be cool. And then blasted to experience. Yeah, experience a mess. Like all of those things, like effects to pretend. This is where, like, my head goes. I just was declared dead, but I was trying to buy a house. Can't buy a house once you're dead. Nope. It would be difficult. Credit score's an eight. It would be difficult. Because you know how I say, like, you have to, you know, always be showing the house. Mm -hmm. It's under contract, but always be showing it because somebody could die. It was me. Mm. (laughs) Good thing you already have one. A house. You're not shopping. But I'm already dead. They're That's de- a mess. There goes de- your exemption. Or maybe you get an additional one. I don't know. It might Should end up I? in your estate. <laughs> Whatever. So that's. I wanted to bring that up because it has to have happened to other people. Do you think? <laughs> None that I know of. But you know, I just, what do so I know? It's so embarrassing to be dead. So, so what happens when someone is denied their homeowners? Sure. Exemption? So they can um, contact our office between the time they're denied um, and by the within that period. Um, leading up to their proposed tax notice, which gets mailed uh, mid-August. And then once they receive that, um, there's a, a 25-day window in which they can contact us uh, before the we're really cut off as far as making any changes. Um, and that, that deadline is the same as the Value Adjustment Board petition deadline, um, which is the route somebody could take if they wanted to. They could file a petition um, for a concern of value or exemptions um, if they weren't able to do that resolve that through an informal consultation with our office yeah i i did it i appealed mine your appeal i did an appeal just because we're appraisers so i looked at it and i look around my neighbors and i live there longer than she the my neighbor two neighbors down i live i'd live there longer and our taxes were higher now the exterior of my house is very cute it is very cute it's 1978 but i really try to keep it up Great, Scott. Yes. So, just for Scott. No, I've always done it. And so, two doors down, ladies, like, newer home, vinyl siding, on the lake, which is, eh, I wouldn't want to live on the lake, but it's on the lake, and her taxes were lower, and I was like, "Uh uh-uh. So, I called, and they're like, send this in, so I did it, and I got it. So, they lowered my taxes, like $300. You'll take it. Mm -hmm. But, again, it goes to that homestead in the cap. Because that $300 kept me down for that, you know, 2.3% right now. So we really are taxes. It's a house is 1,100 square feet, but it really has kept our taxes down because I paid attention. And if I had done it like two years later, I wouldn't have gotten, I'm not going to be able to do that retroactively. It's just that year. No, but I guess in some cases you would lose your appeal because of that portability issue. Yeah. So if, if somebody is, you know, porting over this amount or... Is it a percentage or amount in total? So as that portability happens you, when you it's a, move. It's a percentage. You're, you're locking into. You mean as far as what you can transfer? Right. Yeah. yeah so it depends on the scenario. Um, if you're upsizing, typically it's the, the full amount. Okay. Um, so let's pretend, and this may be too, too detailed for your role, but say I, as a realtor, see a house at 2,200 square feet, but in essence it's 1,700 square feet. When I go out and measure it, you know, somebody measured it a long time ago and they didn't have the detail they have now and no one's been out since. What does the homeowner do to get 
the lower square footage, which is lowering their taxes. Yeah. Is that through the value appeal too? Well, no. I mean, we have people that, that call or come in all the time that have concerns about their valuation or about something that's reflected in our records on our website. Um, and we have no problem setting up an appointment for somebody to come out, one of our field appraisers, take a look, make some adjustments if we feel it's appropriate. So oh, good. We do that so all the time. So they can to come out. But you need to take note of that as soon as you learn it so that you can get the lower tax and keep that percentage down through the um, Save Our Home. Correct. You need to do it right away because it's not going to be retroactive. No, look at your proposed tax notice, and if you see something, reach out to us because each year stands on its own. So once we get past the current tax year and into the next, it... And what's the assessed value versus market value? Your market value and my, as a residential appraiser, are two different market values. Correct. So as you, for you as an appraiser, it's what you can buy and sell for, right? And so ours is not that. Ours is for tax purposes only. Um, so they're not necessarily going to be the same thing. No, because you'll see people. They are like, not it has, going to be the same they thing. They are not going to be the same thing, especially when Scott touched that house. <laughs> like, it's a big difference. It, and made it beautiful. It, it, <sighs> Yes. And one we sold for $177 a square foot, a little house, because he did it. But it's an older home. It's an older, smaller home. I mean, so small, what... it's a, the economy of scale, right? So the smaller, the, the larger price per square foot. Most people don't get that either. They, they think they can extrapolate that price per square foot and say, well, if that house in my neighborhood sold for 177 my house is 2,500 square feet. Now it's 177 times 2,500, and that's not how it works. It's not how it works, people. Thank you, Megan, for coming on. Yes. There's a Welcome. lot Thank of information. Me. Welcome back. Megan Posky from Leon County Property Appraiser. Our number is 850-656-0009. It's House Talk with a Happy Ending. Every time.